Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Find those people who will not necessarily fight with you, but basically fight alongside you to believe and keep you encouraged because the reality is we're all going to be discouraged and no man is an island. I think that would be the second thing. Find the partner, find the other people who are believers, who uh, are going to stand alongside you, who can encourage you and strengthen you. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaparera.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have two amazing leaders in the body of Christ with me today. They are a powerhouse ministry couple. They are the senior leaders of Contagious Church, and they are the authors of Divine Dispatch. Discover, Develop, and Deploy Your Kingdom Assignment. I have with me here today, Lejean and Valor Cole. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Christina. So great to be here, and we're so excited to be with you as well. Yes, um, thank you so much for this great opportunity to share uh, with your listening audience today. Oh, well, I am so excited to have you with me here today. I have loved reading through your book. I was telling you guys earlier that I wish I'd had this book about 15 years ago because it would have saved me so much wrestling and so much discovery <laughs> on what God had called me to do. So I know that this is going to help a lot of our listeners out there. So thank you for this. I've shared a lot about you guys with our listeners. Can you guys share something with them, maybe something personal just to help get to know you? You know, I will let my wife share her story, but I think the most interesting thing about my wife is personal, and this is just me sharing, is that she loves animals. Mm. And so oftentimes we have these, you know, kind of cracking jokes that as we're sitting, I love action movies, but I love anything prior military, prior U.S. Army, and I love action movies. I love all the 
fighting and war movies and everything. And so oftentimes when my wife wants to watch a movie, she wants to watch a movie that is like the nature channel or animal kingdom. And so it's really funny and it's a really interesting dichotomy of uh, interests. We'll say it like that. You know, um, he's definitely right. I definitely love animals. And, you know, as he said, we have these wars. So when he's out of the room, I'll steal the remote and turn it animal kingdom. Um, but I have a retired nurse and I specialized in pediatrics and geriatrics. So I love both ends of the spectrum, the babies, as well as the older ones. So I was grateful for that opportunity. And so uh, we, you know, of course, serve in ministry. I retired in 2007. I could kind of preface that to saying God retired me in 2007. And it was during the time that I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and sent home to die. Oh. And so God miraculously healed me without any doctor intervention. There was no chemo or surgery or it was just God. It was a miracle, God. So I am here sitting as a miracle, as a testimony of God's healing power of his deliverance. And so I'm just grateful. And my husband and I, you know, you can read that in the book, but we met a year and a half later after I was diagnosed with that brain tumor and we got married after two months of meeting. So now we're here 14 years later. <laughs> I've traveled wow. to different countries. We've uh, written 23 books together. We have several businesses that God has really blessed us with. And so we're just, you know, disciple makers, just really mm -hmm. discipling others. So this is our heartbeat. Mm, I love that so much. What a powerful testimony and a powerful story. And as you were speaking, I just kept hearing, but God, but God, but God. Isn't it amazing? He's just so incredibly powerful and just truly incredible. And how, you know, even when the enemy throws things at us, he steps in and says, mm-mm, not my girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. I have to ask you guys, how did you meet our beautiful Savior Jesus? What about your testimony would you like to share? You know, so I have to give you a background to my testimony. So I am one of five siblings of my mother. And so I've never met my biological father and my mother has always been incarcerated. So she was incarcerated since I was two months old. And then my youngest brother died at 21 due to a mm -hmm. gang fight on a basketball court. My next brother died at 28 due to a drive-by shooting. And my oldest sister was 33. I was 29 at the time died of blunt force trauma to the head. And so my family grew up in the Chicagoland area and it was, you know, again, really, really, really challenging. But I went to go stay with my grandmother in Arkansas when I was two months old. And of course, none of me and my, myself and my siblings uh, lived in the same locale. But when, when I went to go stay with my grandmother, my grandmother would took me to this small Baptist church in a place called Onita, Arkansas. And at that Baptist church, we only had services every other Sunday, and we never had weekday services. So one time when I was about 13 years old, we had a revival. When this revival was like Wednesday through Friday. And I remember on that Friday night, I think 
as the preacher asked us, like, if we wanted to, you know, surrender our hearts and our lives to God, I told my grandmother, I just felt, you know, encouraged to go up. And so when you're from this small rural town, and especially in the Baptist tradition, they placed this chair right in the middle of the aisle front. And it was so funny. But I remember going up and just really surrendering my life to God and just told my grandmother that I wanted to uh, live my life with God. I wanted to submit to him, surrender to him. And as a result, since then, I've really, you know, committed myself to God. And that marked the beginning. And from there, I was like the assistant Sunday school superintendent. And as a child at the age of 13, but I've just seen God do some miraculous things. And he's always been there and always shown me that he was there. I think that's the biggest thing that God has always revealed himself as God in my life. Regardless of what was going on, regardless of what circumstances I found myself in, God has always shown himself to be real in my life. Mm, I love that yeah, so much. for me, um, also, I grew up as an only child and I remember going outside one day, um, we didn't have many children in our neighborhood, but there was on um, kind of like the next street over from us. And as I, as I was out there talking with a couple kids that were visiting, I remember this car driving up. It was like an old, like Cadillac car, but it was kind of tannish gold color. And this lady was inside of the car and she rolled down the window and she started talking about Jesus and asked me if I wanted to receive Christ as my uh, Lord and Savior. And I said, yes. And it was just such an amazing experience. I remember running home, very, very excited. The first thing I wanted to do was call my grandmother and tell her about my experience. And she was, of course, very, very excited. My grandmother and I were very, very close. She lived probably about three hours from where we lived in Florida. So it was a great experience. You know, being in church, I began to really seek God as to just personal relationship. And then different opportunities came about for me to be a part of the youth ministry but during those years, I was so shy. I dealt with so much fear that fear really controlled my life, mm -hmm. me from really walking in purpose because I had not discovered my purpose at that time. And it was several years later before I really discovered my purpose. And that was after that I allowed, you know, God to really go in and really heal my heart and heal the fear that I was dealing with so I could uh, really fulfill the call that was upon my life. But I was so shy. I didn't want to talk in front of people. I didn't want to, you know, do anything. But it was a process. It was certainly a process of being a part of churches. I remember at 18, I joined the church of my choice and, you know, grew in that church. I began to serve as the youth director I began to then accept the call of God that was on my life to minister the gospel. And so it just kind of matriculated from there. I joined one other church in two, the year 2000, and I was there for about eight years. And then I met my amazing husband, and we started our own church. So it was a process, but I think it was also a training ground for me. 
during those different processes as a child growing up, as being a part of denominational church and a non-denominational church. So it gave me a great foundation and it also gave me a great experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. I love listening to people's testimonies because I want others to hear all of these people laying their lives down for this incredible, living, loving Jesus. And it's such a powerful thing when we share our testimonies. And both of you guys have just such amazing testimonies. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I love that you guys have been through this process of developing this divine dispatch. And, you know, you broke this book down and discover, develop, and deploy. And both of what you guys just described is your journeys in that process of discovering and then developing and deploying. And how did God put this on your heart to write this book for people? You know, it was kind of interesting. So we were actually on a flight to Lima, Peru. We were going to go minister for one of our friends. And as we were on the flight, and it was like almost like when we first got on the flight with us about being a sent one. And so when we began to look at that, we started writing, and I think we wrote about six pages of notes. We, sh we began to share a note, and we just began to talk about all these different processes that uh, we go through being sent by God. And we talked about, you know, how God gives us basically a message, and whatever message it is that he gives us, we have a mission, a message, and then he gives us a burden, which is a mandate, and then he gives us the equipment that we need, which is, of course, mantles. And so we began to just look at that, think about that. And we started a series at our local church, Contagious Church. We pastored the Contagious Church Tampa, which is the headquarters organization. But as we began to look at it and think about it, we just wanted to ensure that everybody understands that they have a calling from God. Like, you're not just born. You are just, you know, an accident. You didn't just happen. But God knew that he had a purpose for you. I, I often say that when there's a problem in the earth, God creates a, a sent one and he sends them into the earth. And then when we started to talk to Chosen about the, the book, they felt that the name Divine Dispatch would be a great name because it is. It's what we have as believers. All have a Divine Dispatch, which is we dispatch. And of course, we know that this word is, you know, the dispatch is a person's sin. But then we're all sent from God. And so God always, always, always has a plan in mind when he thinks about us and when he creates us and when he sends us into the earth. Mm, I love that so much. You know, I tell people on this podcast, God doesn't dream in programs and things like that. God dreams in people when he needs a solution in the earth. And you said it really well in your book. You called them a solutionist. And I thought that, oh, that's great. Because that's what God dreams, you know, he dreams in people and he equips each and every one of us with divine gifts and personalities and things like that to help reach the world. And I love that nothing and no one is wasted and he's got a purpose. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it means to be a sent one? I know what it means, but they might not know. You know, I was thinking about going back and I'll, I'll fast forward to the sent one and what it means, but going back to being a solutionist, we went to the Philippines. And so when we wrote our last book, 
they asked us if you know, they had heard about it and they saw our broadcast on YouTube. And so they called and asked us if we would come to the Philippines. If they went to the Polytechnic University of the Philippines, and while we were there, the message that we ministered was called Becoming a Global Solutionist. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted those students at the college to know that no matter who they were, where they came from, who their parents were, what their upbringing was, that God had placed in them the ingredients and the knowledge and the wisdom and the strategies and the favor that they were called to be global solutions. And I think that is the essence of what a sent one is. You know, if we really look at it from a biblical perspective or if somebody's looking for it from a biblical perspective, again, you would go back and you would find in, I think it's John 20 and 21, that you have the word apostello or the, the word sent, of course, is the Greek word ap- apostello. So it's A-P-O-S-T-E-L-L-O, which means to dispatch someone for the achievement of some objective. And so the Greek word apostello is a combination of two Greek words, apo and stello. And the prefix apo is the word which denotes separation from a place or a thing, something originating from or being sent from. And the word stello has the meaning of preparing oneself to be sent. So in other words, the word sent one is basically that word. It's someone who has been prepared by God to be sent into the world and to make a change. And again, I think that everybody, you know, sometimes we talk about people just in the church or within the four walls of the church being sent. But we also have to understand that when I say the four walls of the church, we're thinking of people who minister or preach or teach in some capacity within the church. But I also think that God has prepared lawyers and he's prepared, you know, carpenters and janitors and he's prepared like any position that you could think of that it was God who put that wisdom inside of you. It was God who created that passion inside of you for doing what you do. And of course, we always you know, define passion as either something that you love or something that you hate. And so he's given everybody a passion. He's given everybody gifts. He's given everybody something that burns deep inside of them. And so even like with yourself, you love revealing Jesus to other people. And so you, you all, and you, you, can, you can hear it when you talk. You can hear it when you or communicate for everything within you is about, you know, revealing Jesus. And so I think that it's very important that everybody understands uh, that, you know, they've been gifted by God uh, to do the things that they're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, absolutely. So how can people discover what they were created to do? Because I know in my walk, you talked about many different things within that section, that chapter. But how can they discover? You know, I think there are clues sometimes in our life as we go through life of what our purpose is. Even as my husband says, God will give you uh, a passion for something you love, something you hate. You may see poverty and you hate poverty. So you may be sent to the earth to be a solution against poverty, you know, whatever that looks like. But Sometimes your call is discovered in dreams. Sometimes you'll begin to dream about you doing certain things. God will kind of sometimes give you glimpses of what's to come. You see yourself helping others, traveling to other nations, performing different things. So through dreams, and sometimes it's through direct announcement from God. So God will say, you know, it may not be a loud, audible voice, but just within yourself, in your spirit, God will reveal to you, I've called you. 
for this particular assignment, this purpose. And as we look through the word of God, we see how God calls people in different ways. Sometimes it's very dramatic, but one of the things that we certainly can agree upon is when God calls you, you know, it's different than any other voice. It's different than anything else. But when God calls you, there is something that happens inside of you that won't let you quit. It won't let you go, you know, turn away. Sometimes we can think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not qualified or I'm not enough, or I've been through too much in my life to really fulfill this assignment. I don't know if I could do anything for God because that was me. I was like, I don't really know if I could do anything for God. So in another way is through prophecy. Sometimes God will send someone to you and say, you know, you've been on my heart or God has sent me to tell you that there is something they've called you to do. And sometimes that's defined through um, a prophetic voice. Again, that happened to me. Um, and that was one of the ways that God confirmed his word. And I remember him sending three people to me in one day and saying, you've got to do what God called you to do. So we can't delay. You've got to say yes today. You've got to say yes. So he'll use uh, prophecy. He'll also, through prayer, as you're praying to God, as you're seeking him, saying, God, why am I here? Why was I born? You know, we were looking at this. We developed this book uh, a while back and it says, do you know why? Um, why were you born and why you could not die? Why you survived? Why are you here today? So it gives you the opportunity in prayer as I believe as you seek God, as you seek to learn more about him, you in turn learn more about yourself. So prayer is some, definitely a conduit for you to understand more about who you are as you seek God and listen to his voice doing prayer. And I would also say that you can discover your gifts through angelic visitation. We've seen that, you know, in different ways of angels announcing things or calling forth of an individual. And we've had experiences and we talked to people that have had angelic visitations to declare to cause them to awaken to their purpose, to their assignment in the earth. Because even as my husband said, we've all been sent. We were created by God. God is a creator. And because we've been created in his likeness, and his image, there is something that God has sent us to create, whether it's in the marketplace, whether it's in one of the mountains of influence, you know, in media, in arts and entertainment, it may be in religion, the church. It may be business, education, all of these different things. You know, my husband and I, we, of course, serve in our church. We serve in different ways in our community um, as well. I'm connected to the educational uh, mountain of influence. And so God has given me a door for that as the board chair. I oversee several, about 17 different charter schools. So, it, you know, I didn't think that was going to be my path because my background is nursing. But God said, no, I'm sending you. I'm sending you into that arena. And it's an amazing, an amazing journey and in ways that he's used me that I never could have imagined. So there are different ways that God continues to let you know throughout life of what you've really been called to do. 
Are you a new believer in Jesus and don't know where to start? First, let me say welcome to the family of God. It's so important to anchor yourself in the gospel and the finished work of Jesus. This powerful workbook includes foundational gospel truths to anchor your heart in new covenant reality and interactive journaling prompts to begin your relationship with Jesus. This workbook includes teaching based on the Word of God. It will help you understand precisely why you need a Savior, what Jesus has done for you, your new creation life in Him, and how to have a relationship with Him. Journal through the pages to dive deep into the heart of God for you as His child and increase your faith as you learn about our beautiful Savior. Be sure to pick up a copy of New Believer Workbook, Foundational Gospel Truths to Begin Your Relationship with Christ Jesus today. Links in the show notes, or you can pick up a copy at Amazon or christinapereira.org slash store. Mm, I love that so much. And I love that you broke all of those things down. I don't know if it's just that I'm stubborn or I'm hard-headed or I just need extra help, but I know in my walk, he's always been you know, so kind and so tenderhearted and saying, yep, yep, you got it right. This is where you're going. Okay, let me confirm it again. Let me say it again. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, he'll put mothers and fathers in your life to start planting things prophetically in you that you just had no grid for. Like, I never thought I would be doing a podcast. I never thought I would be doing what I was doing. I was called into ministry as a little kid. But I didn't really have a a framework and a grid of what it would look like. But he's so faithful, you know? So good. Well, I love that so much. And I love that you guys pulled out all biblical examples in your book of the development phase. You guys pulled out like the development of Jesus and David and so many amazing people in the Bible that we love. And I think that's going to give a lot of hope and encouragement to people. You touched on something earlier. You said that when God calls you to do something, there's going to be something in you that just won't quit. And we see that over and over and over again in the Bible. And so it's not easy. God never promises that it will be easy, but he always promises that it will be worth it. Can you talk a little bit about just like the overcoming, maybe some strategies to overcoming the fear, the doubt, the rejection, all of that, that sent ones will inevitably face? You know, I think that the reality is that every day we talk to leaders and we talk to leaders literally around the world. And every day you're faced with opposition, you're faced with discouragement, you're faced with oftentimes rejection. But I think that one of the first things you've got to do is you've got to write down the thing that God told you to do. And you've got to write it down and you've got to revisit it. One of the things that, you know, this is correlating. It's an illustration of just basically how we've done that. So we've been married 14 years now. And so for 14 years, every year, we'll go back to the date where we met. And we will make sure that we keep in the forefront of our minds the fact that this is our assignment. Like when we met, we know that two ministries merged. And then as those ministries merged, God gave us a new assignment to work together as basically what I would call or what the Bible would call a Priscilla Aquila ministry. Because oftentimes when God sent people, he sent, you know, like he sent Paul and Barnabas, he sent Paul and Timothy, or he sent Paul and Silas, or then he sent the disciples and he sent them two by two. 
Mm-hmm. He sent uh, all of them. And so and with that, he gave us a strategy to work together. So I think that, that in mm-hmm. itself, one is making sure that you go back and you revisit the assignment. You read, you know, discover uh, the purpose with God sent you. So that's number one. So you've always got to keep that forefront of your mind. The second thing I would say is that you find those people who will not necessarily fight with you, but basically fight alongside you to believe and keep you encouraged. Because the reality is we're all going to be discouraged and no man is an island. So I think that would be the second thing. Find the partner, find the other people who are believers, who uh, are going to stand alongside you, who can encourage you and strengthen you. And I think that's going to be huge. The other thing that oftentimes people would do is because sometimes if we go through different challenges and we go to different storms, sometimes we'll isolate. And I think that is the, the weapon that the enemy uses to discourage us even more. And so never isolate. Always find yourself in the company of other like-minded believers who are as hungry as you are, who is, are, who is as committed as you are, who is sold out as you are. And as a result, you will always maintain stress from that perspective. Mm. And so... I think that would be three of the things that I would say. I said, first of all, again, make sure that you have written down the vision of God. Make sure that as I was talking the other day and I was having this conversation and one of our members is a student at the University of South Florida. And uh, she asked, what advice would you give a person who is going and getting ready to go into ministry? And I said, the first thing I would say is go back and ask God, make sure that you have this vision from God. Make sure that what you heard was from God. Make sure it was not selfish ambition. Make sure that it was not zealousness. Make sure that it was not any of those things. Make sure that you heard from God. And if you heard from God, then you can stand on it because again, there are going to be trials. There's going to be storms. I mean, every life, no matter who you are, where you come from, you're going to have some rain some days. Some days you're going to have cloudy days. And depending on where you live, you may have more cloudy days than you do sunshiny days. But at the same time, you've got to make up in your mind that no matter what, you're not going to stop. Let me tell you this last little story and from that perspective. I often rode bikes. And so one day we were riding in this area, which is, you know, it's kind of hills. I wouldn't say mountainous, but it's hills. And the guy who was my sponsor or my mentor, he gave me this clue. And I say it to every person who is desiring to do ministry. And that is... As we were riding up this one like huge hill, I was at the bottom of the hill looking up and I mean, it was like huge. And so he looks back at me and he gives me these very, these very simple instructions that I think would benefit every person who is listening to us today. He told me, don't stop pedaling. And so what he was saying was, if you ever stop pedaling, it's hard to start back again, especially on the hill. So he said, make sure that whatever you do, you don't stop pedaling. And so I think that's a key for anybody who is walking through different challenges, different storms, different processes, whatever you do, don't stop pedaling. Keep going, keep fighting, keep believing, keep reading your word, develop a lifestyle of fasting. These are things for, for us that, um, you know, that given to give us strength and made sure that we could uh, continue to persevere. What do you think about that, Laura? You know, I absolutely agree. One of the things that we know that there will be opposition. There will always be a fight or a war between what your assignment is in the earth and everything that is coming against that assignment in the earth. But as my husband says, it's important to have 
have people around you and in your life that can, of course, hold you accountable, be that support that you need, because these things will come. Trials will come. Discouragement will come. And to make sure that your life is in alignment, you know, with living a pure life, a holy life before God, because we all have gifts. And some, of course, we have gifts and callings without repentance, but just making sure that our life is in alignment, that we're walking the straight and narrow so that when we walk through a door, we can stay in there. We, we don't have to be pushed out of the door because of our lifestyle. So those things are very, very important. But, you know, just being able to persevere, being able to endure, being able to overcome and triumph over, we've got to have grit, got to have a tenacity within us like no other. Because the call of God, as I said previously, it won't let you stay in bed. It will cause you to get up. It will awaken you two, three, four o'clock in the morning. It will awaken you. There is something that yearns, that has to be fulfilled. When we understand our assignment is much bigger than ourselves, there are people that are connected to us, and some people have a spiritual umbilical cord to us that they need to hear our voice. Our voice will activate something on the inside of them. Our testimony is so very important, very key. Sometimes the very thing that we want to hide is the very thing that God wants to use. And so we can't be ashamed of our testimony, but it gives credence to the love of God, the healing power of God, the restorative power of God. And it shows others, if God did it for you, you'll certainly do it for me. So good. It was very good, wise and sound advice from both of you. And I absolutely agree. Having that bulldog-like faith that this is what God has called me to and having those people around us to hold our arms up even when we get tired so that we can continue to keep going is so powerful and it's so important. So thank you guys for sharing that. Is there anything burning on your hearts you'd like to say directly to our listeners today if they're in these seasons of discover, develop, and getting ready to deploy? What would you like to say to them? You know, I think that our heartbeat is that Every believer and every person listening realizes that there is a great purpose for your life. And I think that the sooner we find out exactly what we're born to do and called to do, our life will make sense. And it's also the sooner that we will be so much closer to making the difference that God birthed us in the earth to make. And so I just pray that everybody here, everybody listening, would definitely discover what they've been called to do, whatever it takes to find out, to discover, to unearth what's inside of you. And then make sure that you develop, make sure that you're not only, and when I say develop it, I want you to master it. I want whatever you've been called to do, uh, if you've been called to teach, I want you to master that. I want you to know how to do it so well that you've made your gift so developed that nothing at all can ever stop you or hinder you from doing what you've been called to do. And then once you go do it, you know, the deployed perspective of our, our book talks about, which is just going to do what you've been called to do. And so I think that the sooner that we have an opportunity to do that, and the sooner that the 
ecclesia of God, which is the called out ones of God, get into the position that they've been called to be in and begin to move in it, then I think the better the earth will be. Mm -hmm. Amen. I tell people all the time on here that we need absolutely every single one of us walking in the calling of God because I truly believe that time is short and our King is coming. You know, our purpose is to take as many home with us as we can. Absolutely. You know, and when we do our part, there are people that are waiting. They're they're waiting for us to fulfill the call that is upon our lives so that we can solve a problem in their life. Our global solution is God has sent us to solve problems, to empower others, to equip others, to encourage others. And as we do that, as we fulfill the assignment, all works together. So we use our gifts for someone else and someone else uses their gift for us. So it's always a win-win. You know, we encourage each other. We need each other. Your gift is valuable to me. We couldn't get our voice out without your gift that you are walking in today, Christina. So we appreciate you for saying yes to God. I know every day what has not easy, but you understand that every single day has been worth it mm-hmm. uh, for others to hear you know, testimonies to be empowered through your guests and also through your own life. But we're here today because we said yes, regardless. It's kind of like Jesus. You can let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, never will I give you less, God, than what you required of me. Never will I settle for less than what you have for me. Mm -hmm. And so we can continue to give God nevertheless we will see him do greater things through our lives than we ever imagined. I love that so much. And it is, it's a never ending yes. It's an everyday yes. Even when it's hard, yes. Even when we don't understand, yes. Even when we're persecuted, even when we are in want or we have plenty, it's a yes. And I love the way that God has set up the kingdom. And you're absolutely right. Your breakthrough, your prosperity is you know, my breakthrough and my prosperity and mine is yours. And together we have this building up and sharing of wealth among the family of God until we are all built up into the knowledge of who we are in Jesus. And it's truly a beautiful thing. And that's why I'm so passionate about unity and honor in the body of Christ, because if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, Oftentimes, the person that God puts right next to us or right in front of us is the solution to what we've been fighting for or what we need in our own lives. And, you know, it's just such an amazing thing. So that's my hope and my prayer is always give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Will you pray for our listeners before we go today? Whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Amen. Father, we just bless you. We thank you for these listeners today. God, we know that you created them in your likeness and your image, that the thoughts that you think towards them are at peace. You have a plan for their life. You have an expected end for them. I thank you, Father, that you dispatch each and every person that is listening today. I think you will continue to open the eyes of their understanding that they will know what is the hope of your calling in their life and what the exceeding greatness of your love is towards them. God, make it plain, make it clear 
for what you have called them to do, even in this season. They may be transitioning from one season to the next season. They may be discovering their purpose for the very first time. And so we just thank you for an overwhelming peace. We thank you, Father, that they will be open and receptive to receive it and that they will give you a yes. They will give you a continued yes. They will give you an eternal yes to what your plan is for their life. And so, God, that they will move forward. They will get up. I declare that you will arise and you will walk in power. You will walk in strength. You will walk in the obedience of God through his power. Holy Spirit, stir up every gift on the inside of them. Holy Spirit, let them know that you are their comforter. You're their guide. You're the one that walks beside them. You're the one that leads them in the way that they should go. We thank you, Father, that you've already gone before them. You've made every crooked path straight. And so God, whatever the assignment is, you've already made provision for them. You've already given them the power that they need. You've already given them the insight that they need. And so, Father, we thank you that you are enough for them, that your grace is sufficient. Even in their weakness, your strength is made perfect. And so I just cover each person with the whole armor of God, that they will be able to stand against the wild, the plots and plans and schemes of the enemy. I call for people that God has assigned to you to come forth and to fulfill their assignment in your life, to encourage you, to support you, to impart into you. And so, God, we just bless them and we are confident that what you started in them, you are going to complete in them. You're going to perfect that which concerns their life. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I receive it all over here. <laughs> amen. Well, thank you both for being with me here today. This has been so fun. It has. It has. We appreciate this amazing opportunity, this kingdom um, assignment. And uh, for such a time as this, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I hope and I pray today's podcast has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Prayer or wherever you get your podcasts. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guests, Lejean and Valor Cole. And don't forget to pick up a copy of their new book, Divine Dispatch, Discover, Develop, and Deploy Your Kingdom Assignment. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.